You are now listening to Learn Life, hosted by Alan Patron. Check this out. You see how I figure this thing. We can all take over this game. If we come together, do the shit right. We can all have a piece of the pie. You know how I figure this out. I just took a little trip down south. Soon as I set foot off the plane. It was just like a family thing. You know the gangsters hard to deceive. So I, I took a little trip to the east. I'm not slow, so I can't wait for the game. I'm not broke, so I'm in bulletproof everything. Touchdown and act like I think They ain't tripping off nothing but fame So I quickly dispose of my shame If we, if we ain't got us, nigga, where are we? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening I sincerely hope you're all in good health I mean that from the bottom of my heart I want to start off today by thanking God God, thank you so much for this talent that you've blessed me with And I say that because I've been having a couple of rough days and I had a conversation with God the other night and when I pray you know I consider them conversation because God tends to talk right back to me and I was expressing gratitude for my talent because I know this isn't all me it can't be all me these thoughts and it comes from somewhere and it has to come from God and I promised God that I would not waste any of this talent and God spoke to me right then and there and said you can't waste it because I could have given this to anybody else. I chose you. And as I sit here reliving that conversation, yes, it was a private conversation between God and I, but it wasn't just about me. We're all chosen for something. Even if you're struggling to feel and see it right now, I promise you that you were gifted with something special and God chose to gift you that thing for a reason. Whatever that thing is, I'm asking you right now to please nurture it. Because God could have given it to anybody else. And if you're struggling to find that thing, keep searching for it. But keep searching inside of you for it. Because I promise you it's in there. And I promised y'all jokes this week and I promise they're coming. I just said promise mad times just now. <laughs> like I'm fucking uh, Jagged Edge. Maybe but all jokes aside for a second. <clears throat> Eric Adams. Remember that 50 Cent... Um, beef video when he was talking about Ja Rule when he was wearing the um, <laughs> Walt Clyde Frazier throwback I, I really don't like that guy that's exactly how I feel about Eric Adams I really don't like that guy now I will say this I will say that I'm very happy that they reinstated the summer youth program That that's something that you know what I applaud that but he did one thing out of <laughs> how many why doesn't Eric Adams want to do his fucking job and yes, I'm overly critical of him because he's black, but not only because he's black, but because he's black and he uses that to try to fool us into thinking that he's not a cop first. Understand this about me. I don't salivate for representation so much that I'm okay with it hurting our people because everything he does is either a photo op or it's something that he can use to try to validate why more policing is necessary. His entire existence is predicated on making sure the police keep their piece of the pie. Remember when the whole defund the police was gaining traction? And the police were out there crying every day. The police unions were crying every day. The police budget in New York City was like 10.1 or $10.2 billion. And it got defunded to about 9.8 or $9.9 billion. 
they were crying over $300 million. Now ask yourself why. Because I don't know if y'all remember this, but a bunch of um, NY cops got caught scamming the overtime system. They were cashing out on overtime that they never did. So basically defunding the police meant dipping into their illegal stash. That's what they were crying about. Now understand this. I don't blame any of us for being duped and manipulated by any of them. And when I say any of them, I mean politicians and such because they talk a good one. So I get it. I just sincerely hope that Mayno and them had lawyers present when they talked to Eric Adams. And I'm not even trying to be funny right now. You know, I saw people saying that there's nothing with wrong with uh, hearing and opposing point of view. Excuse me? I beg your pardon? It's 2022. You don't know where the police stand on things? Eric Adams is the mayor, but he's a cop first. I want to tell you guys a story. It had to be, I want to say, 2014 or it might have been 2015. I don't know. I went to every protest possible for like two years running because I needed an outlet. I needed to be around people who felt like me to be around people, you know, venting their frustrations. That felt like the only comfort I could get. And there was this one time I saw a black cop at a protest. And this goes against everything I've ever been taught. But I went up to this black cop and I asked him a question. I asked him, you know, how can you as a black man wear that uniform today of all days when our people are in this much pain? And I swear to y'all, he looked at me dead in my face and said, I'm getting paid to be here. Y'all not. And mind you, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said something like, I'm getting paid. I don't care. And you know what? Part of me respects the honesty. Like at least he had the decency to not give me some bullshit. But the bigger parts of me hates his fucking guts. Because niggas will do anything for money at the expense of our own. So when people start this nonsense of, you know, starting the conversation and opening up a dialogue and bridging the gap. You want to bridge the gap with your oppressor? Once I hear bridge the gap, I turn into Michael Strahan. The fuck is you talking about? Then people be like, oh, y'all always complaining but never bring up any solutions. Which, for one, isn't true. But second, and most importantly, it's not our job to bring solutions. That's what we elected and paid them for. Why do we have to have soup kitchens and clothing drives? We do it every chance we get. But why do I have to do their job? There are billions of dollars at their disposals. Why are our people without? The conversation... And the dialogue starts and ends there. But yes, continue to tell me about drill music. And under no circumstances are you to perform sweat. Sweat of my balls tonight. Can y'all do me a favor during this Black History Month? Stop trying to induct every white person you like into the Black People Hall of Fame. Eminem took a knee and everybody looked at him like he's this white in shining armor. Yet when Colin Kaepernick did it, and see, this be the most mind-boggling shit to me. This is what white supremacy and white privilege looks like. A white man can co-opt something that we created and be celebrated more than the black person who created it. Oh my God, Eminem took a knee. Okay, 
happened? <laughs> what the fuck happened other than us talking about the fact that Eminem took a knee? Nobody's bringing up the racial injustice that made Colin Kaepernick take a knee to begin with. Like Joe Burrow, for example. It's okay to like him without trying to make him black. He wore a turtleneck and he did a little dance and niggas lost their fucking minds. Niggas did the same thing with Baker Mayfield because he did a little jig. First of all, trusting a white man named Baker Mayfield is beyond my scope. Secondly, how the fuck did that turn out? He tried to make a black man named Odell the scapegoat for his shortcomings. I can't think of a blacker name than Odell. A white man named Baker tried to take down a black man named Odell. That's systemic racism. And this problem has long plagued our community. Everybody used to joke that Bill Clinton was the first black president, all because he used to smoke that bubonic chronic and he used to get his dick sucked. Meanwhile, him and his wife have been stealing from Haiti for decades. It's really wicked out here. White mediocrity is white privilege. White people can recite lyrics to a rap song and be given an NAACP image award. This shit is fucking crazy. Some niggas just be impressed by anything because white people are attached to it. Like white women with fat ass. So, you ain't see the rump shaker video? You ain't never see a badunk dunk If y'all don't ever learn anything from me, please learn this. Y'all brothers out here dating white women, and that's cool. Love who you love. But just know, she's going to end up looking like Darlene from Ozark by the time that she turns 40. Y'all going to be out here looking like Wyatt. I mean, look, so long as you use a Google Pixel to take pics at the wedding, everything will be all right. <laughs> Yo, Google Pixel really said, hey, niggas, our camera can see you. Before I get out of here, I want to give love to the greatest friend in black history, Nate Dogg. You see, Warren G, he had a known uh, gambling addiction. And he went to get his fix on the corner. And, you know, unfortunately, the other gambling addicts, you know, they made him break himself. And Warren G was so flummoxed. I use words like flummox because I'm a writer. But he was so out of sorts that he started praying that he could grow wings. Like, you remember how you grew wings after you drink a Red Bull? Red Bull gives you wings. He prayed for wings. But out of nowhere. Nate Dogg appeared in the cut, and it was a very scary sight. Not only did he have 16 in the clip, but he had one in the hole. He saved his friend's life, and then he gave Warren G credit. He said Nate Dogg and Warren G had to regulate. What the fuck did Warren G do other than get caught slipping? But a good friend, a good friend, they don't need all the credit. It's a we thing, not a me thing. Not only did he save his friend's life and give him credit, he had a gang of skirts on the curb. Nate Dogg is the type of friend we should all aspire to be with. The greatest friend in black history. When you hear Nate Dogg's verse on explosive, you take your fucking hat off and you stand on your goddamn feet out here celebrating Eminem taking a knee 
but you're not questioning why there wasn't a moment of silence for Nate Dogg at the halftime of the Super Bowl? That's what's wrong with our community now. Anyway, that's my time. Black people, I love us. Let's stick together, except for Eric Adams. White people, we're still going to be black in March. We don't care about your Black History Month initiatives. You know, listen to me. When white people say initiatives, it just means here, nigga, damn. And do remember, the light at the end of the tunnel is your own reflection. And I'll see you on the other side. Just like I thought they were in the same spot in need of some desperate help. The Nate Dogg and the G-Child were in need of something else. One of them names was sexy as hell. I said, ooh, I like your size. She said my chorus broke down and just sing real nice. Would you let me ride? I got a car full of girls and it's going real swell. The next stop is the east side.